Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the third annual Ms. Oscars Awards. Featuring Barry Odom, Drew Locke, Corey Fatoni, and Colonel Sanders. And now, here are your hosts, Brendan, Colin, and Brian. Ah, thank you, everybody. Welcome. It's that time of year again. It is the third annual Mazoskers Awards. Are you excited, guys? It's a big night. Oh, so excited. Oh, my God. It's, uh, it's going to be an exciting night for everybody, and uh, we've got a lot to do. Brian, who are you wearing tonight? It's a beautiful gown. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this uh, pulled this old thing out of the closet. You know, no big deal. Mm-hmm. I think it's Vera Wang. From prom, prom night, or 2003. Yeah. It's not yeah. the only thing in Brian's closet. So here, if you're not familiar with the Mazoskers, if you're new to the program, well, every year, at the end of the year, we come to you with a sort of celebration of all things that are the Mazodcast. And uh, it's sort of a best of program, and we're going to dish out several awards tonight uh, from the past year of uh, what hasn't been a great football season, but has been a fantastic year of the Mazodcast. I always enjoy this episode because I don't know what's coming. Yeah. It's not just 60 minutes of me uh, talking, which yeah. I enjoy as much as anything. Yeah. But um, Speak for yourself. The, uh, but I, I, I don't know the categories. I don't know the, the nominees. It's going to be a fascinating listen for me, as well as the, mm-hmm. the fans of the show. Well, should we get right into it, Let's guys? Let's do that. And do the first category? Yeah. All right. Uh, this first award will be for the best mispronunciation of the year. Well, I'll from- be prominent in this. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's only you. <laughs> so, That's not surprising. Uh, so why don't we just launch right into it? And this is the category for best mispronunciation of the year. And the next category is Colin's worst mispronunciation of the year. I don't know, Kim Schneider, whoever, I can't even remember. Quinn? Quinn Schneider, who God only remembers. Incorrect. You know, I lit our candles that surround our picture of Chase Daniels here at the house. Chase Daniel. Yeah, there you go. Incorrect. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> my wife and I have constant arguments over the huge Chase Daniels monument I have put up in my uh, my bedroom. Chase Daniels or Chase Daniel? Chase Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, little Incorrect. <laughs> There's <laughs> Marvin Zander. Jim, Tim Linsicum? Jim yeah. Linsicum? Tim. Is it Beeson? What am I? Bisel. Bisel. All right. There we have it, guys. (laughs) That's tough. All right. And so uh, let me get the envelope out here and see who the winner is. It is the mispronunciation of Eric Bisel. Congratulations, Colin. Thanks. Thanks. I feel like I'm going to win a lot of awards tonight. (laughs) It's going to be a big night for me. (laughs) If it stays on this trend. Yeah. 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 So they were all beautiful mispronunciations, though. In my defense, I'm an extremely dumb person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that. I I found it interesting, though, that you like to add an S to Chase Daniel, uh-huh. and you steal an S from Marvin Zanders. It's like you take his S and give it to Chase Daniel. Well, you know, Xander mm-hmm. got uh, so little playing time, maybe I was just trying to gift him something. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever excuse you want. All right, uh, we'll uh, bring out the uh, next category, and it is... The best analogy of the year. Yeah, that boy's faster than a 16-year-old getting a hand job. I mean, he is shaking like a dog shit in tax over there. When I don't want to have kids, I just fold that thing over and leave the squirting end out. But I can tell you what, this game's going to stick in my throat like a hair on a biscuit for a while, for sure. You know, uh, celebrate with the wife, give her the old <laughs> Oklahoma 8, as I like to call it. You know, leave the old trail of tears on her belly. You know what I'm talking about. And the inside of the rectum is going to look like a drip tray after... Smoking a pork butt. <laughs> His seat is hotter than two rats fucking in a wool sock right now. Mm-hmm. And that's hot. 
It will look like someone blew up a Yoplait can <laughs> in their colon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow, strong category. Yeah. Yeah, and then, I'm curious. I was there till the end. I was not sure if you and I were even going to be in any of these. Uh, <laughs> well, if you don't listen to the Zodcast, you realize I dominate most conversations. <laughs> and so I'm going to be heavily, heavily uh, prominent in this, uh, this episode, I'm afraid. Win this one here. It says um, the winner is... A Barry Odom saying he... <laughs> Folds his penis in half and he's just squirting it down. Congratulations, Coach Odom. It's quite a trick. Yeah. Quite so, a trick. Yeah. There <laughs> you have it. And uh, an effective way to birth control, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I suppose, I, although I, I said this to Coach Odom at the time, I don't think it's physically possible. I don't, don't question Coach Odom. I'm not a doctor. But uh, <laughs> anyway, let's get away from uh, the Colin-dominated categories for a minute. And uh, Brian, let's focus on you a little Ooh, and okay. uh, awesome. with our next category. And now it's time for Brian's worst illness of the year. Uh, not with us tonight is Brian Goers, who is uh, unfortunately suffering from Deep, severe anal fissures. Not with us today is Brian Goers, who's come down with a mean case of the Zika virus. Not joining us tonight is Brian Goers, who came down with a mean case of hookworm. (laughs) And sadly not with us this week is Brian Goers, who is uh, suffering from hoof and mouth disease. And not joining us today is, of course, Brian Goers, who's currently seeking treatment for chocoholism. Oh, boy. Yeah. Not with us today is Brian Goers, who came down with a mean case of mumps from drinking out of a campus toilet. All right. Yeah. Well, this is a tough category. For the <laughs> it judges. is a tough Yeah. <laughs> My personal favorite is Chuckaholism. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. It's the dark horse. I know that the people have been talking about that. All right. Let me pull the envelope here, and it says that the uh, winner is. Chocoholism! Congratulations, yep. Brian. Yep. Yeah, that was a that was a dark time in my life. A dark mm-hmm. chocolate time. Yeah, but I was bumps. exactly. <laughs> Brian, do you you want to give a speech for uh, your well, big win? Well, luckily I've healed up mostly from most of those. Um, but oh, uh, I'm sorry, we're playing you off. Oh. Every time. Mm. This happens every year. You, know, you got to stop. Considering how Music. little Brian actually shows up to do the show, we should let him talk a little longer. <laughs> <if you like. laughs> I think the listeners have been pretty clear that's not what they want. <laughs> no, that's fair. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's reach out a little broader now. And our, our following category, we'll go to some of our listeners. It's time for Caller of the Year. Oh, uh, you got the music here. Well, I guess it really can't get any worse. Mm-hmm. That's been our um, opinion. We had uh, two NFL draft picks last year, and we had probably one of the worst lines in college football. Mm-hmm. So that's probably on the coaching. A.J. Ricker might have been worse than Josh Hinton. At least John Hinton knew that the football was brown. <laughs> that is very <laughs> true. On the line now is Larry from Missouri. Welcome, Larry. Hey, how y'all getting along right down there in uh, Columbia? Well, we could be better. It wasn't much of a game up here. Well, i got to tell you what. Barry Holmes gonna be fine. I mean, he's gonna win probably. I don't know. He ain't gonna win much many this year, but he's gonna be there for a long time. And I, I was here when Dinkle got here. They all dogged him out too. Said he sucked. And, uh, he was the man, the right man for the job. Barry Holmes is too. And the last thing I'll say is. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
You need Indeed. The meth is a horrible drug, but I sure do like it. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, you don't disappoint. What's up, fellas? This is why your Cardinals, baby. Gentlemen, there's no team more overrated than the Volunteers. Yep. Miss Jones, great recruiter, terrible coach. And Kentucky, too. They'll, they'll, they'll blow Kentucky out this year. I, I, and, 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 optimism. And them nitwits on the SEC network taking uh, Vanderbilt and saying that Mizzou, the last three games, they don't have a chance of winning three. Are, are they, they're just stupid. I saw just that. Stupid. Vanderbilt. Yeah. The, you know, the guy. Vanderbilt's awful. <laughs> they got lucky last year because Mizzou, once again, was a down year because Pinkle Stinkle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so there we have it. Some good calls. Yeah, um, but only one winner can be had. So to me, it's it's up. It's 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 between Pinkle Stinkle mm-hmm. and the football is brown. <laughs> you not not a big meth fan? <laughs> well, I mean, Larry, I feel like is a professional caller, so I feel mm-hmm. like I want to give it to someone one of the amateurs. All right, yeah. Tiger Cardinal. Pinkle Stinkle. Pinkle Stinkle, indeed. That's what won him. <laughs> All right, fellas. Why don't we take our first break, give us a chance to head backstage and do a little more cocaine, Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll come back with a little bit of basketball updates, because I know people are dying for that with this hot Missouri basketball team. It's hot, 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 hot. And we'll get back to some more awards. Until then, this is the Mazoskers. Don't throw that used cell phone away. Sell it to Midmo iFix. Midmo iFix buys and sells used cell phones that include a 30-day warranty. So if you lost your phone overboard, the screen's cracked, or the phone's broken, stop into Midmo iFix and see Kevin. And if you have no use for that old phone, turn it into cash. Midmo iFix, located next to Emo's Pizza on Osage Beach Parkway. 573-694-8795. Midmo iFix. Phones fixed fast. And now the show with even fewer fans than the Kansas Jayhawks homecoming game, the Mazodcast. And now, Colin, inexplicably saying the word inexplicable an inexplicable number of times. It is as inexplicable as Josh Henson's game plans. That's just so inexplicable to me. Ugh. Easy for you to say. Inexplicable to me. It was inexplicable. But he does so many inexplicable things. It's inexplicable. Switching quarterbacks in and out inexplicably comes alive and inexplicably. That was an inexplicably bad loss. Kim Anderson inexplicably. It is inexplicable. It's inexplicable. 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 Uh, We're back, folks. So my favorite word. Yeah. (laughs) Couldn't tell. Inexplicably, we are going to talk about Mizzou basketball right now. So uh, that is inexplicable. <laughs> <laughs> so big question for the day, guys. Uh, Missouri played the Ole Miss running Rebs here at home in Columbia, Missouri. Did you watch it? I watched the exactly eight minutes of it. I watched zero. Mm-hmm. I watched I, the last eight minutes. Of it. I watched the exact same amount Brian did. I watched zero percent. I have a feeling a lot of Tiger fans watched that amount of the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked uh, certainly. I did see on the arena. broadcast that uh, people were like, "Oh, a pretty good fan turnout considering How circumstances." Terrible. Yeah, Missouri but <laughs> I could not tell that from any of the visuals. Mm. <laughs> so there were hardly anyone there. So, well, the bar is pretty low. Yep. So it if sure you get is. six thousand people, it's a pretty good turnout anymore. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, the women had a big win against Texas A&M in overtime, and uh, that got far more Twitter traction, I saw, than anything that the Mizzou men did this well, why week. wouldn't it? So, I mean, the question remains, how long will Cam Anderson be here? And it seems- I'd say at this point, he's in here. He's here for I mean, if, there, the if he hasn't been fired yet based on performance, then... No. It was, I believe, our 10th consecutive loss. Congratulations. Six straight in conference. Uh, basically, however many games we've played in the conference, that's how many we've lost. Yeah, sure. Uh, so it, it's awful. And I think the big question for me is when we bring in a new coach, which we will, is there any chance that they're going to be better next year? Like, will a, a new, better coach make the team immediately better, or will they just have to have better players? Sure. I mean, I, listen, I think he could get more out of these players. I'm not saying we'll be good. I'm not saying that at all. 
but I think a better coach would get better results. I mean, listen, we're not losing a lot of these games. We're not getting drummed, honestly, in the SEC schedule so far. We're losing, mm-hmm. you know, we by got a few double digits, ten losses. or less. But you know, all I'm saying, we've obviously had our drummings, but you know, a little better coaching in certain circumstances. Well, I, mean, I think you mentioned today how we missed. I don't know how many free throws. Yeah, we were six. For seventeen from the from the stripe, and how much did we lose by? We lost by four points. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know, there if we you just stopped, you know, fifty percent from the line, we would have won that game. Yeah. You know, at, at the very end of the game when it was very very close, Vander Sex was at the line and our shooter. Yeah, on a on a basketball team, you know, the short white guys have one job, <laughs> and that's to be able to shoot. And uh, Vander Sex does not really meet that. Character. I will say this: uh, inexplicably, mm-hmm. they shot pretty decent from the three point line, and. Uh, and then fell apart the, yeah, then fell apart at the uh, free throw line. So mm-hmm. we just can't do both. I think with basketball, you know, with football, you bring in a new coach, and there's so many players on a roster that that new coach is able to go and find a couple of guys, recruit a couple more, and have success that next year. I don't. That is so much harder with basketball. You yeah. know, I mean, you've got a you've got essentially six, seven guys who really are are your players, and if they're not quality. But I also think that's, that's the same that's reason it. why you can turn around a program much faster because if you have one good recruiting class and you really if you have one star, immediately the play is impacted dramatically. You know, yeah, you, yeah, Texas that's when, true. when Kevin Durant played for them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? All of a sudden Texas was relevant. Mm-hmm. And then they slipped back to complete irrelevancy once he graduated. So but we are not going to uh, recruit Kevin Durant no. to Mizzou, just so everybody yeah. doesn't get too excited there. No, we've got a pretty healthy history of letting really talented basketball players in the state of Missouri go to a different school and, and not know, in the state and of Missouri. I, w- I will say this for Kim Anderson. That is something that happened. Whoa, we've got a long Yeah, a long and storied history of that. I mean, it's, we have never been able to close the borders when it comes to basketball. Yeah. Well, it's it's atrocious, and it, it is at the point where I think we're just waiting out the clock, mm-hmm. literally and figuratively. We should bring back uh, Colin. What, what was that old basketball coach's name again? Oh, Kim Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, old Kim Schneider. <clears throat> you know, I did hear a rumor on the, uh, I believe it was the Tribs podcast that said, uh, you know, Mike Anderson is very likely to get fired from Arkansas this oh, year. Oh, I don't think they would ever do that. <laughs> no. Well, he did say that uh, he wanted to retire at Missouri. You know, before he left, sure, sure he did. But uh, well, actually, so weirdly, I'm going to give Brennan a compliment. He wrote Mm -hmm. an article on our website, mazodcast.com, that kind of outlined our new athletic director and the the major hiring that he's done throughout the years. If you get a chance, read that because it's a good kind of gives you a good indication of of. I think where he's going to go with it, but, his style. but one of his styles was waiting to the end of the season generally to mm-hmm. fire somebody. So I think that's what you're seeing, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think firing Kim Anderson midseason, while I'd like it to happen, it would accomplish anything other than to protect Kim Anderson from himself. That's, but, uh, I think that's been the argument against doing it, but the uh, the counter argument to that is what could it hurt? <laughs> oh, I know. I just, you know, really the the, the only benefit is, you know, it's blood. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's a sacrificial lamb for the fans who are so angry yeah. at this program. I mean, really, it doesn't really give you a jump start listen, in the hiring for, process for all the no. for all the praise that Mike Alden uh, may deserve for the change to the SEC and the football uh, success that we have had in, in recent years. The condition of this basketball program through the last three coaches is as big an indictment of any AD ever. I mean, oh, this yeah. basketball program is an absolute fucking disaster. <laughs> I mean, for a place that used to be considered a basketball, basketball school, yeah, wow. it's a fucking disaster. Well, even not just last three, because I would go back even further than that. I don't know that we've hired a good that a good bas- a good basketball coach who stuck around, willing mm-hmm. to stick around for since Norm Stewart. Well, the worst part I mean, is, is that we haven't had any good basketball coaches and they still haven't stuck around yeah and it, you know and then when you look towards hiring you got these guys who are going to be the uh, the fans are going to want the best coach the big name coach you know the big splashy coach hire but the fact is there's going to be a lot of other schools yeah. that are going to no. be tossing them paychecks and it's like what does missouri no. offer unfortunately they're going to have to get the hot mid-major coach yeah there, there's that's, no that's where well, we're going well and we tried that though remember with oh who was the coach that VCU coach or whatever the, the um, Pru- or the guy who went to Purdue, yeah, painter, painter, and then there was another guy too. I mean, we we tried to get those and we couldn't Shaka get them. Smart, that that's the one. Chuck Smart. Well, that, those, we couldn't get them. No, but that, that's whether it's a it's the hot mid major guy or a power five guy who you know, people talk about. 
you know, that we're not going to be at the top of any of those coaches' lists. And no. and even if we open the checkbook up, we're not going to be the only ones that do that either. Yeah. yeah. The, I think the thing that Missouri may, if I'm trying to be optimistic, the one thing that Missouri brings is that the SEC is not a traditional powerhouse in basketball. And so, aside from Kentucky, well, that's what I'm saying in, in that you can, if you turn a program around in the SEC, you can be the top of the SEC or within the top two or three. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you, you know, if you join the ACC, you, you've got a lot of fucking good teams to compete with, and you may never, you're never going to get better than. And Duke truthfully, that's what we were Carolina. in the Big Twelve. I mean, when we were, you know, in the good years, that's what we, you know, there was Kansas, and then there was Oklahoma, Missouri, and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, kind of all jockeying for that second position, and Texas you could ab- easily become that in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, you could be the guy jockeying for second place behind Kentucky, <laughs> which yeah. is like Where I would take two. in a heartbeat. That's a Where good place to be. Two. It's a great place to be. It means you're in the you make tournament. The you're competitive tournament every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then those years again, we, we beat Kansas. We gave as good as we got. You know, it, it, if we got to a place where we were given as good as we got against Kentucky, even if they led the series against us, that would be a fantastic place well, to be. You know, it's interesting that you say that though, because I think that. That statement right there has more to do with the fans, the energy around basketball than anything else. That rivalry with Kansas. It could be a year just like this where it's just a completely shitty down year. Kansas comes to the Mizzou Arena. Mizzou Arena is packed, and and the game is actually decent. Yep. As a result, competitive just based on rivalry. I mean, Kansas may still win; they end up winning by five or six or something. But the but the game is a fun game to watch. It doesn't matter what the records and and same thing vice versa. A down Kansas year, good Missouri team, exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And and we have completely lost that. We've lost it for two reasons. One, we don't play Kansas anymore because they're chicken shits. And two. We suck, and we've been terrible for so long that people forget we even have a basketball mm-hmm. program at this point. Mm-hmm. But that well, I think, I think that's there's always a, a third option to hiring a new coach, and that's just completely disbanding the basketball program, which at this <laughs> point is you know I mean not a I mean it's it's a third choice, but it's it's on the table. Well, it's debatable whether we have already disbanded the basketball <laughs> program. That's true. I wonder what kind of intramural squads Mizzou's got on campus right now. Maybe maybe they've got something, you know, maybe yeah. Kim Anderson should be attending those games. Yeah, open it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, so football and basketball are supposed to be the two sports that make you money. I've got to assume Mizzou's not making any money off the basketball program oh, at this point. I agree. <laughs> so, yeah, just go ahead and get rid of it for a couple of years. Why not? <laughs> Start get it fresh. off the balance sheet. Start fresh. Jesus. Well, I think we need to do some real NCAA infraction-type recruiting. I think that's well, the key. You know, they say the... You know, hey, maybe you know, and if we can get things right in the right track, we, you know, become the second play or second major team in the conference behind Kentucky. But you know, they got John Calipari as their coach. There's no, you know, you got to expect at some point there's going to be some huge NCAA sanctions at some point against Kentucky just that will completely knock them down for a few years. Maybe jump up there and really compete if we can get things on the right track. So you're saying we get Calipari to be our coach? Then. No, well, <laughs> as he as he jumps ship about a year before the sanctions. Come into place I in doubt Kentucky. It. I <laughs> doubt even then he would jump to Missouri. You, you guys jest, but I will say one thing that Missouri has never considered, and I think that we should, is getting a guy who is like sort of a known Name good coach, but also has some dirt. Yeah, you know, because we've always stood. Because Kim Anderson was the opposite. Yeah, exactly. He was the Boy Scout, but you know, there's always been these guys out there that have, uh, you know. Rick Pitino is sort of the poster child for being a great coach and also a great philanderer. Yeah, he loves fucking waitresses in bathrooms and forcing them to get abortions. What was the the, the hookers for the recruits or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Don't oh forget yeah, about you, that. You Stacy from Iowa State. Remember so that? he's a strip clubs here. So not only you know for him himself, but he looks oh, Brennan, out for his players. Brennan, have too. you not heard the prostitution Pitino story of late? Oh, um, I guess I've had it. Yeah, it's it's a whole new batch of good. Yeah, more more hookers. Yeah, hookers for players. But we won't we won't delve too deep. I hate to reveal my ignorance on that. Yeah, well, usually right what, up listen, my alley. No, listen, that's what I'm referencing. At this point, the, I yeah. would say Kim Anderson. I'm kind of endorsing this idea. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got several Asian massage parlors here in Columbia. Mm-hmm. Me too. You know, maybe maybe we take the team over for a good rub and tug. <laughs> yeah, and uh, a little the fappening, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe we turn this whole thing around. It's <laughs> the best recruiting class of. Mizzou goes yeah. from what I'm assuming where how many t- NCAA basketball teams are there? Hundred and whatever. I go. Yeah. We go from a hundred and whatever recruiting to number one mm-hmm. in one year. They're great shooters. They seem how'd, to be chafing. How'd that happen? <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, as always, when we talk about basketball, we should not linger on it because it is depressing and it is the worst thing ever. So I think what we ought to do is um, go back to uh, give out another award. And this one is dedicated to something that we do really well here, and that is make terrible predictions. We sure do. We make a lot of proclamations on this show, (laughs) and quite often we are proven to be wrong. We plant our flag in the ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) we take a bold, incorrect stance. That's right. So, for the next category. Donald Trump-esque. Now it's time for the worst prediction of the year. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, but Chris Black, the transfer from yes, Alabama, Alabama mm-hmm. he looks like he's going to take away the the you know Moore's number one receiving status. I mean, I know we've got a tough schedule, but I don't think that uh, seven wins is outside the scope of reason. I'm not saying ten wins. I'm not asking for an SEC East championship, but seven wins is uh, I feel like doable. You need to win one of those games. That's not Mill Tennessee, right? We're ignoring that one. For- I think we got to keep LSU scores down. I'm going to say LSU 14, which we know they're capable of scoring that mm-hmm. low. And I'm going to say blow up 28-14 Tigers. Missouri wow. Tigers win. I'll say this not based on a source or anything, just just instinct. I can't see Coach Cross being back. My pick is is Georgia it has been some from the beginning of the season, and it still is. I know they got a first year coach, but they got a first year coach with a nine and three team under his belt. So, like, watch out for Georgia. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to hire Ogeron. He was, he was a turd burger. He's not going to be anything but a turd burger. They're going to have competition to hire the, you know, the Tom Hermans of the world, but they're not going to give it to Ogeron. Yeah. And now this kind of gives LSU the uh, leaves the door open for LSU to start interviewing some other people, because mm-hmm. I think Ogeron is a flash in the pan, like you know, fire and uh, lightning in a bottle, midseason coach. You know, Oof. I don't think he's the future of a blue chip program and i i think this gives lsu all the excuse in the world to say no thanks ogeron yeah. but i mean if we get to four and eight <laughs> i'll be shocked yeah i don't think they're gonna lose another game though they've got a pretty easy schedule tennessee's got a pretty easy That's schedule seen, going yeah. forward it's vanderbilt kentucky missouri tennessee yeah. but we're Tech. talking about a team that has, has played close with bad teams i yeah. mean it, yeah and josh but dobbs at times absolutely well, that, that category lasts a long time. Wow, you're really wrong about some of those. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were really wrong about all of those. I took yeah. a big, strong stance on Ogeron. <laughs> Twice. Twice. Yeah. yeah. Sure Doubled down on that. Yep. Middle mm-hmm. Tennessee still hurts. Yeah. Still hurts. And we just wrote them off, kind of like we did Indiana a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah. 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 Well, that was an impressive batch of bad, bad, bad predictions. Yeah, I just have to ask the fans right now, why are you listening? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been wrong on both counts. At the beginning of the season, I said, ah, I think we can win seven, seven wins and then uh, late in the season I said there's no way we can win four games <laughs> we won four games yeah awesome awesome All right. so it uh, looks like the winner is Ed Ogeron yeah. congratulations Colin it was a when terrible you double down yeah you <laughs> earned that one for real it's like blackjack <laughs> don't double down so but fortunately uh, we are stupid and we don't know anything about sports or football but that's, that's what, why you listen. That's right. Doesn't but, stop us from doing a podcast. <laughs> but to make up for that, we bring guests on with regularity who know a lot more about football than we do. And so now our next category. And now it's time for the best guest interview of the year. Booger McFarland. I don't really get you know get caught up in the hype and start overreacting after week one. I, I get it. Everybody's got to have a, an opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. Same old Tennessee or same old this. But you know what? It was week one. You don't get any preseason games, and they didn't play very well. But guess what they won? Caleb Bungard. So the friends and I uh, got a uh, love seat, actually. It wasn't a full-size sofa. A love seat from a neighbor's house there in Columbia one year after a, a Mizzou win and took it down to to the Missouri River and decided to light that thing on fire. We uh, we took charcoal wire fluid, squirted it all down, set it by the river and lit it, and you could probably see it from 10 miles away. Yeah, it was beautiful. And the best thing is we went around the corner because we heard people and thought we were going to be in trouble. There was a bunch of other dudes burning furniture down there drunk. So apparently <laughs> that's the place to go. McBain. Byron Chamberlain. If you look at the tradition of Missouri football, we've, we've been blessed with uh, traditionally uh, excellent tight ends. You had, you know, even before myself, you had guys like Kellen Winslow and and, uh, and in recent history, Chase uh, Kaufman and, and Michael Agnew and, and and, and guys of that sort, so uh, uh, Rucker. Don't want to leave out my man T. Rucker. Uh, and so we've always had traditionally, uh, it's been a strong uh, position for the Tigers. 
Benjamin Hockman. I know this is a long shot, but we were curious if Kathy Ireland had any eligibility left from yeah. her days in. No, uh, yeah. You know, she, she it had, would be a story. Mm-hmm. It would be a story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll say this, though. I mean, not only was she a quality kicker in that movie, um, not only has she done really well for herself as, a, as an executive in life with, with her line, I believe, of clothing, but she is number one in my list of uh, covers for Sports Illustrated Swimsuit. Her She Reigns in Spain uh, will never be will never be defeated in my opinion. Well you you, you pulled that up um, really quick, like it is etched into your memory pretty pretty firmly. Uh, there's no question. Oh and I might by the way have it framed on the wall. Okay. <laughs> Chris Doring. You need to continue to do what you do. Obviously, you'd like to develop a little more run game, although I have been a little impressed with Crockett here of late. I think he's got some potential. But I don't think you overreact and completely scrap what you do right now because while you may struggle right now with, with some of these teams that have a little bit more physicality, and as you and I talked about off the air, the schedule certainly gets a little bit more manageable as you go forward here when you're not playing against the same types of, of LSU and Florida defenses within the conference. Colonel Sanders. Oh, let me tell you what, boys, there's nothing I love better than Kentucky football. There are three things that the Colonel loves in this world. One of them is Kentucky football, one of them is chicken, and one of them is hardcore bell illegal pornography. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's just stick to football for now, okay? Oh, baby, they're going to throw that ball all over the field like a biscuit dipped in gravy. Yeah. Mm-mm, delicious. Colonel, what are your expectations for the game on Saturday? You think Kentucky can pull out a win? Absolutely. They'll pull out a win like you would pull out a beautiful drumstick out of a box of my chicken. The secret recipe. Well, let's stick to football if you don't mind. I mean, I realize you have fantastic chicken. I know that you love chicken. but chicken is delicious. Uh-huh. If, if you could... <laughs> going to regret asking this question but if you could compare this kentucky offense to anything what would it be i think it would be a delicious bowl of the the colonel's mashed potatoes and gravy they're delicious and warm and good anytime and and the defense why it's prettier than a whore's ass (laughs) pretty repeat that it's prettier than a whore's ass boy haven't you ever seen a whore's ass (laughs) i wouldn't have sweat glistening on it I wouldn't have expected you. you As you've rolled off, sweaty, (laughs) and breathing heavily from the coitus you just had with a beautiful Nubian ebony goddess that cost you 25 hard-earned dollars from selling chicken. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. I think it's a clear favorite there. (laughs) Two, two things, three things jump out at me. One, I should listen to the show more often when I'm not on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or when you are. Or when I am, yeah. Two, I can't believe some of these people come onto our show. They clearly don't listen to it. <laughs> and they're just like you. <laughs> yeah. And three, did anyone listen and hear Brendan go all Southern in that first interview where he was talking to someone from the South? I didn't know. The one with Booger McFarland? Yeah. All, yeah. Of sudden, all of a sudden, there's a little, little Tennessee draw there as he yeah, was, he's as he was to, talking. He's, Brendan's often <coughs> trying to work on his non-regional diction, but I guess it slipped through there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well. How can the colonel not win this award? <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's obviously the favorite, but you, you never can discount Dark Horse. All right. Let's see what we've got here. It is Colonel Harlan Sanders. Yeah, Congratulations, of course it is. Colonel. Of course it is. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. It was well earned. It was well earned. Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, guys. We try to have him back next year. <laughs> I think he'd come. Weekly segment. You I know? think he'd come. The thing was, it was really hard to get the Colonel to talk about football. <laughs> sure. He really <laughs> likes chicken and his whore's asses. <laughs> yeah. It's understandable. It's hard to fault a man. Yeah. His interest. <laughs> Two things that, you know. Sure. <laughs> Okay, well, um, sometimes when we do this show, we uh, we get a little passionate, and do we? Uh, and we sort of go off on a little tangent, and so let's going to celebrate that now. The next category, Rant of the Year! Obviously, our defense has never seen a screenplay before, because they just absolutely roasted us with those the entire <laughs> game. Over and over. And then, you know, we have an opportunity to strike back, and we drop touchdown passes. We drop two of them very early on. Uh, Ish Witter nearly cost us another touchdown. We're down 21-7 to right. going into halftime. Uh, the only just, saving grace is they missed a 48-yard field. Yeah, I mean, it, the first half was just you know, like, this is Missouri. This is what we do. We have yeah. ample opportunity to be competitive or even win a game, and we are just going to shit down both legs like we have diarrhea, hot dog water, farts. But we're here at this point where the problem has repeated itself all season long. 
Yeah. And it's not just the fans being reactionary. This is a real problem and needs real solutions. And the fans are, once again, in my opinion, correct. And, you know, no more of this Michael Shearer shit that things are, we're pulling chess pieces that you can't understand in the background. Because guess what, motherfuckers? It's been three weeks since that LSU game, and we just gave up 51 fucking points at home to Middle Tennessee State. Nobody's fixing shit, and don't call the fans stupid. The fans are right. The fans pay the bills. The fans are the ones who are not showing up to these games because they're unwatchable. God love Josh Augusta. He's Piesman, and he's going to win. He scores a touchdown once in a while. I want that fat fuck to make a tackle. You know what I mean? That's great. You can hammer it in from one yard, but that's really not what we, we, we recruited you for. Mm-hmm. You know, we recruited you to tackle people, you asshat. Well, as hard as everybody is on Tucker McCann, and rightly so, I mean, everybody should be that hard on Jamon Moore because he is he his ability to catch the football and make plays on the field is every bit as suspect as Tucker McCann's kicking. Mm-hmm. I wasn't keeping, I wasn't writing it down, but I'm on the top of my, off the top of my head. I can count five drops and you know one fumble. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, two of those drops were for for third down conversions. Mm-hmm. The the kid at some point has got to be taken off the field. I understand that from a you know just in a vacuum bubble. He's probably one of your most talented receivers, if not the most talented physically. You know, he's a physical specimen, you know, and he's impressive. And you want him to get better because he has the ability to do some great things if he gets his head right. But at some point, you've got to let this kid know that this is unacceptable. Yeah. This is unacceptable. This is Division One football. You cannot be a 50-50 option whether or not you're going to catch the ball. If not... You know, hey, we always use more defensive backs because he's no, nobody's better at on our team of knocking the ball out of the air than fucking Jamon Moore. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There we go, guys. Another strong category for Colin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm vitriolic. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gets angrier and talks longer than Colin. <laughs> That's right. It's one of my long suits. All right. So let's uh, open the envelope now. Ah, it's the hot dog water rant. <laughs> yeah, hot dog water farts. Yeah. 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 Everybody's yeah, had those before. They know they're unpleasant. <laughs> I think that was another well-earned award. So I think uh, we're going to have to take another little break, mm. uh, gather ourselves, do another bump of cocaine, get us through this, mm-hmm. and we'll be back with a little Kansas news. So look forward to that. This is the Mazodcast. Hi. I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No, our blades are f***ing great. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. Now back to the Chloe Kardashian of podcasts, the Mazad Cast. Lila was heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas: sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas News. Ah, it's that time again for Kansas News. It's sponsored this week. Sponsored by the Blue Note. Do you enjoy overpriced tickets for bands you've never heard of? Do you like standing in line in a dark alley where Batman's parents got killed? Come to the Blue Note. Be sure to check out their exciting 2017 lineup, including such acts as Trump's Mumps, The Pussy Grabbers, and the John Ashcroft Barbershop Quartet. The Blue Note. Our first story for the day... Kansas man banned from Panera Bread after making comments about a woman's feet. Hmm. <laughs> sure. A Kansas man charged with stalking a mother pleaded guilty Monday and was ordered to stay out of all Panera Bread restaurants as part of his sentencing. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. the sentencing? <laughs> as part of his sentencing. Michael Montgomery stood in front of a judge with his attorney and pled guilty to two counts of criminal trespassing. He'll spend the next year on probation for pleading guilty to the charges. Prosecutors say Montgomery and the victim from Johnson County were at the same Panera Bread in Overland Park at least four different times earlier this year. The victim said Montgomery acted strangely and commented on her feet and ankles every time he saw her. The, the great thing about this is, is only in a Kansas Panera Bread is someone barefoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it's, it's not written in the article, but it's, it's highly implied. Assumed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> 
prosec- Kansas. <laughs> prosecutors say several other women also reported strange encounters with the man over the past year. Also barefoot. Mm-hmm. But an investigation didn't lead to any additional charges in the case. He's already served 15 days in jail and has been on house arrest for, and will be on house arrest for 100 days after spending some time in a treatment facility. It seems to me this guy's just a flatterer. And uh, mm-hmm. pays women compliments, and for some reason, people are getting all uptight about it. Hey, sweetie, relax. If I were the business next door to the, you know, I'm assuming one Panera in Kansas, I'd be yeah. pissed because it'd be like, great. Now he's going to come over here all the time. Yeah, he can't go. So to watch Panera out, anymore. Long John Silver's. You've got a foot fetish guy <laughs> exactly. coming your way. Exactly. <laughs> I think Long John Silver's would welcome him at this point. I mean, who goes to Long John fucking Silver's? <laughs> well, a lot of barefoot people, so he's in luck. <laughs> Video of Kansas cop tasing 91-year-old man with Alzheimer's released. Can I see that video? <laughs> uh, video footage of a Kansas under <laughs> undersheriff tasing a 91-year-old man has been made public. The incident, which happened way back in March, saw a cop use a taser to subdue an elderly man in a nursing home after he was disorderly and allegedly struck another patient. The Full ni- disclosure, I'm going to make the audio from this video my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> the 91-year-old man was incapacitated immediately. <laughs> we have one, one thing. <laughs> yeah. After the deputy tased the man. his heart exploded. <laughs> yeah. The incident occurred at his nursing home in Minneapolis, Kansas, and was recorded on his body camera. The local news station obtained newly released video footage following an open records request. The elderly man allegedly became aggressive towards another resident and resisted attempts by law enforcement and others to lead him into a van to visit a doctor, according to the report. Tase a 91-year-old. You know, in, in all truth, I mean, who gives a fuck how he is? He's been a real dickbag, you tase him. That's how, <laughs> that's how, I, that's how you eye roll. <laughs> he got off easy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, he could have got nightsticked. <laughs> Police say employees recognized Kansas woman during bank robbery. Uh, (laughs) She's here every Wednesday depositing a check, so yeah, she was easy to pick out. A federal grand jury returned an indictment Wednesday charging a Wichita woman with bank robbery, according to, you guessed it, guys, U.S. Attorney Tom Beal, the fourth member of the show. Mm -hmm. Christina Messerschmidt, age 25, of Wichita, Kansas, is charged with one count of bank robbery. The indictment alleges that on December 16th, Messerschmidt robbed Intrust Bank in Wichita. Court documents allege she gave the teller a note, and it said, Give me $1,000 or I will shoot you. She told the teller, If you push it, I'll do it. Bank employees told police they recognized the woman as a customer who had opened an account earlier that month. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And they provided police with her address leading to the arrest since she'd filled out the bank. Yeah, we've got her uh, her phone number, her address. Give you our social security number, whatever you need. Wasn't Kansas like the Wild West and the whole, you know, that bank robbers and stuff? You'd think they'd have a longer history. Does anybody get away with robbing banks anymore? I mean, I feel like since like, I will say 1876, it's been a pretty high risk crime. And you're only going to ask for (laughs) $1,000? No doubt. Since the advent of, you know, security cameras, I feel like (laughs) Things have gotten a little tougher. Yeah, sure. Kansas woman may face trial for sex with inmate. In uh, Reno County, Kansas, a woman admitted to having sex with inmate at the Hutchinson Correctional Facility and could stand trial after a court ruled Monday that her Miranda rights were not violated when investigators questioned her and exaggerated the evidence against her. Marla Serqui, age 45, was an employee of Amarac, a food service company which contracts with the Kansas Department of Corrections to provide meals for the prison, which we can only assume to be. That's why I've always been against there being gaps in bars. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, between the bars, you... You know, you leave room for this sort of shenanigans. <laughs> I think we all knew where you were going <laughs> yes. with that. Yes. I didn't need to elaborate. Huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> a 2012 anonymous letter to the Kansas Department of Corrections claimed Circuit was having a sexual relationship with convicted murderer Breland Davis because nothing says romance like <laughs> a fucking murderer. That's right. In prison. Keep in mind. In her defense, he had a huge hog. He's still in prison. <laughs> yep. Besides that guy's dork. Who cares who he murdered? Yeah. The matter is still not over as the issue of whether her confession was coerced because the agents lied was remanded back to the Reno County Courthouse for a hearing before Rose, who could once again suppress the evidence on other grounds. Does it say there whether the inmate's uh, shoulder was uh, damaged from so many high fives? <laughs> <laughs> you had sex with a woman? <laughs> yes, out of a bitch. <laughs> Tell us what it's like. Yeah. She's, she He's the only f- man in history that didn't want to have butt sex. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm really, vaginal's great. I just, let's take a bit. Let's just go that road. It is, it is a different turn. <laughs> Variety's a spice of life, Brennan. 
So uh, we talked about this last year, and it's come up again, same time. 2016 United Movers Survey has come out, ranking the top moved from locations in the U.S., the states where most residents moved out of. Hmm. And this is pretty exciting. New Jersey takes the top spot this year for the most moved out of state, but uh, Kansas, which was number nine last year, has jumped four spots to number five. The number five most moved out of state in the union is our friends in Kansas, which are quickly becoming friends who are living somewhere else. Sure. I mean, it's actually a, a real testament to the intelligence of some Kansas residents. Sure. Right. Get the fuck I mean, out. I mean, yeah. I need to start giving them That's more a good credit. Point. Yeah. The interesting thing is, all the rest of the top ten moved out of states are in the New England, you know, highly urbanized areas, densely populated, densely yeah. populated cold weather environments. Kansas is the only rural state that people need to get the fuck out of. I think they can think they're. Two-term governor Sam Brownback for that. Uh. <laughs> well, let's be honest. It'd be number one if they had any roads. <laughs> That's true, Brian. <laughs> Excellent point. Excellent point. I knew we had you here for a reason. It is the new year, guys. It's January, and so uh, this story is about uh, the New Year's celebration. Celebratory gunfire rings out in Kansas during New Year's. As Kansas rang in the New Year, police say hundreds of stray bullets were fired into the air. One of the bullets pierced through Stephanie Swanson's glass sliding door. We heard a crash and heard a window break, said the mother of three. Uh, her husband discovered their back door shattered and a bullet on the porch. Police believe someone celebrating New Year's fired a celebratory shot in the air five or six blocks from their home. Instead of just dealing with a broken window, we could have been dealing with a hospital visit right now or something worse. Her three children were sleeping upstairs at the time. This brings into a question I have. Yeah, you see like all these videos of people shooting up in the air celebrating. Mm-hmm. Those bullets have to come down at some sure. point, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think who to blame here really is Yosemite Sam. He sets a uh, very poor president. Kansas Police Department's reported 156 calls regarding gunshots Good God. on New Year's Eve. Kansas uh, Police Department does monitor celebratory gunshots. So every single resident in the state of Kansas did this. How many was it? <laughs> 156. Yeah, every single resident. Yeah. It would have been more, but everybody moved out, remember? Yeah, exactly. It would have been 213 last year. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I think Kansas and Iraq lead the world in shooting guns into the air. Yeah, I'd say that's probably mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, congratulations, Kansas. You are, uh, once again, leading the world and doing something, but nothing impressive. No. Anyway, that's the news for this week, guys. So, uh, you know, we've got to keep on track of what's going on in our Kansas world. No football, unfortunately, to report for the old Jayhawks. No, but, they uh, probably would have lost anyway. So yeah, that's right. Uh, so no football news to report is usually good news for Kansas. Could Kansas's football team beat our basketball team at basketball? I wonder. <laughs> I mean, by the law of or transient could it, property, is, is or is there, is could there, or our basketball so. team beat the Kansas football team at football? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, five on eleven. I still think they could do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a fair to middling chance. I mean, unfortunately, Kim Anderson would still be the coach, so probably not. Mm-hmm. Well, it, one thing we would know for sure is that the Kansas football team would beat our basketball team. They'd tear down the the goalposts. Sure, sure they would. Yeah. All right. This has been Kansas news. So, guys, we have more awards to give out. Awesome. Big ones. We've got some big ones. We, obviously, we're saving some of the best ones for last. And so um, we talked about some of our shitty predictions, but we don't get them all wrong, strangely enough, and some we get correct. And so I think it's time to celebrate when we actually nailed it. And now it's time for the best prediction of the year. This, I think, losing to Mississippi State may be the beginning of the the very predictable, based on previous seasons, collapse of texas a&m i wouldn't be surprised if they lose two or three more games and just fall apart because that's kind of what they've been doing it really reminds me of when we brought in frank haith the excitement level here in mizzou <laughs> yeah, is yeah. similar to what the or soccer kim anderson for that matter of course there was a little hype for kim anderson just because he's a homegrown sure. guy there was, so there was certainly more than a frank there was a hype. there was a um there was a contingency of people that was really excited about it mm-hmm. and then there was a contingency like me who thought it was a terrible terrible hire that's from right. the word go i still think i think that Four wins is what we should expect out of this team. I know that that seems super low, but when yeah, you when you look at this low. when you look at the schedule, I think that assuming some of these teams that look really good now don't just completely fall off, four or five wins is is I think where we're gonna be. If uh, you watch the last two games, there's reason for Middle Tennessee to be somewhat optimistic. When and if I do get to watch it, I'm I'm excited to see how our Tigers fare against a very middling. Arkansas team. Really, I feel like we can score with anybody. And uh, if our defense can find 
any toehold at any point in this game, I think we could win. <laughs> Fuck off, Paul. <laughs> oh, Paul. Oh, Paul, yeah. Oh, Paul. Yeah, yeah, Paul, you have little faith, but it turned out to be correct. You nailed the Arkansas game, Colin. So. Yeah, sorry I couldn't bring him tonight. He's mm-hmm. completely dismantled my garage. I think you guys are going to be excited Didn't next refurb. year. I have a few upgrades for the next, se- oh, next I mean, season. I am excited yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah he, he definitely had some flaws this year. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Well, he's got some flutters. <laughs> All right, let me open the envelope here. Um, it is Brian picking four and eight for the Tigers this year, yeah. sadly enough. I think we've given him way too much credit for that already in previous <laughs> shows, so let's just not dwell on it. How about that? Good enough. So let's move on to a, a better category. This celebrates the team interviews. We had several members of the Mizzou football program who actually agreed to come on this program, which is great because they don't speak out a lot to the media, yeah, nope. and especially players. And so let's take a look at some of the players who and coaches who went on the show and see who was the best. So which is the award-winning team interview of the year? Barry Odom. There's only like two things I'm afraid of, and that's losing and mm-hmm. tornadoes. And so, you know, I don't think I'm going to have to worry too much about the losing. Now, tornadoes are another situation, but but I, I feel confident with this team and where the direction we've got them. They're 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 ready. The yeah. boys are ready to, to hit somebody in the mouth. The, t- the tornado thing. I want to dig into that a little bit. Uh, no, let's not. Well, you're an Oklahoma guy, I think. I, feel like I don't like talking about tornadoes. Don't want anything to do with tornadoes. Let's <laughs> just not talk about tornadoes. If you if you if you can respect that. Drew Locke. It's going to be tough, but we we've got what it takes. Mm-hmm. So, and what is that? Uh, full hearts and uh, good minds and and and. and uh, you know, just motivation. You know, just is that real or is that bullshit talk? <laughs> you said a naughty word. <laughs> Josh Augusta. So, Josh, I got one last question for you. What is your diet like in the summertime when you're pre- preparing for the football season? Okay. Thanks, Josh. Tucker McCann. You know, Guinness. I drink a lot of Guinness. Mm-hmm. I like my Guinness black and hot like I like my women. Mm, interesting. So what's your game day prep? Oh, the, well, I mean, the game, the legs God give me. That's all the prep I need. I mean, <laughs> these things are rock-solid gold. Is that, yeah, well, good. We're hoping that's true. You know, last year we, we didn't score a ton, and if, we, if our offense struggles some this year, we're going to rely heavily on that leg of yours. Well, that's all right. You can rely on me like all you want. The ladies rely on me third leg quite a bit, so I'm used to the pressure. More Corey Fatoni. I want to start out by saying, you motherfuckers, you no good motherfuckers. You call my boy, my boy McCann. You, you call the little pipsqueak freshman kicker. What is Corey no good for you, huh? He's chopped living now. Is that the point? Well, wait a minute. Corey. Yeah, sure, we talked to Tucker McCann, but uh, he's in our new place kicker, freshman place kicker. We, we'd like that to talk. That little potato-eating douchebag does not do your show without my permission. He knows this. Well, I am his upperclassman on the special teams. He carries my pads and whatnot. Sure. So, next time, go through me. <laughs> respect. You know, it's all about respect. All right, Corey. All right. <laughs> I am. Uh, I am an absolute specimen of punting and love making, of course. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, you don't always have to bring in your love life when we talk. Uh, we're mostly interested in football. On Listen, there's sh- two things that Corey Fatoni does absolutely fantastic, and that's kick footballs. And bed ladies. Is that right? Absolutely. I plow more beaver than a reckless riverboat captain. Hey, all I said was it would be a real shame if the guy, you know, didn't show come home again ever. You know, that's <laughs> are you arguing that it would not be a shame? God. It would be a shame. His friends and family, it would be inconsolable, I'm sure. It would absolutely would be a shame. <laughs> yeah, right? He's like right it. about that. Yeah, I don't even think anybody should talk about it. We don't want to talk about that kind of thing. That's that's all right, be- let's move on. <laughs> hey, you talk about it. I'm not saying nothing. I, I'm ready to move on. You wanna know you, you it's your show, you know. Uh, we didn't, I didn't talk about anything. I would never do that. Well, I don't think any of us would ever do that, Corey. Listen, I said move on, so let's move on. It'd well. be a shame if you went missing. <laughs> <laughs> Corey. Truman the Tiger. Well, of course, you know, I talked to the kids. I loved the kids and celebrated the game. And then I hopped on a flight and went straight to Las Vegas. Paid some very high-priced prostitutes to hook a car battery to my testicles. And made sweet love to the morning sun. <laughs> Why on earth? Love the kids, though, Brendan. Oh boy, I love them second only to Asian women's feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
it. It's a strong category. <laughs> it is a strong category. I'd say just based on pure uh, length of clip, I'd say there's a strong front runner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're probably right. Although I have to say, uh, I know you're referring to our good friend Corey Fatoni, but Barry Odom brought a lot of heat this year too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we could have his clips could have been very long as well. Unexpected, you know, new yeah. coach. You thought yeah. maybe he'll be a little bit more reserved, standoffish. And, yeah, yeah, and he really wasn't. He was. No. I mean, yeah, he didn't want to talk about tornadoes, but no, outside obviously, of that, obviously, yeah. All right, let's open the envelope. And the winner is Corey Fatoni. Oh, of course. He deserves he's a good it. friend. And he's good a great, friend of the show. Basically, he's a great We interview. haven't interviewed more anyone more. I mean, between no. midweek shows and regular shows and two seasons now of Corey. I mean, I've been he's probably been on the show a dozen times now. Oh, probably yeah. probably more than me. Yeah. <laughs> he's very highly like certainly a neck and neck race. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, well, congratulations, Corey. We will get your award out to you. And uh, we do have these uh, beautiful trophies. Mm-hmm. Out, so uh, I'm sure. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You should enjoy that. Guys, we're down to our final category. Oof. Oh, that's a shame. And it is the best Kansas news of the year. Oh, boy. Uh, it's yeah. a good category. Though. And yeah, it is. Of course, it's always the closer because it's the most important. So without further ado. Time for the best news from Kansas of the year. Woman found dead in Kansas Walmart parking lot. Kansas man accused of tricking area women into rehearsing for fake porn movies. K-A-K-E in Wichita says, woman strips naked outside of worship service. <laughs> Trial set for Kansas man after octopus found in toddler's throat. <laughs> of course. More Kansas communities report creepy clown incidents. Kansas House leader calls Hitler's words profound in a Facebook post. Officials seek poop as illness spreads. Okay. You heard that right, fellas. Uh-oh. One dead from self-inflicted gunshot wound at Kansas Field of Screams. Kansas man accused of videotaping women's feet. <laughs> oh, another <laughs> Kansas women's feet article. Yeah. yeah. Seems to be a trend. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Much like Truman, the feet are quite uh, appealing. Yeah, yeah, appealing, yeah. <laughs> well, guys, do you have any strong front-runner ideas on this one? Oh, for me, it's got to be the uh, the man found dead in the... the yeah, the intro scream. to that one doesn't belie how wonderful it was. I, it's... Well, fellas, let's hear what it is. <laughs> one dead from self-inflicted gunshot wound at Kansas Field of Screams. In Wichita, Mays Police and Sedgwick County Sheriff said one man died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound on Friday night at Field of Screams. They said it happened around 10.30 p.m. Police said a man was in an argument with a woman, pulled out a gun, and shot himself. No one else was injured. No word whether it was an intentional shot to I think to all of us here at this uh, podcast studio have been in an argument with a woman that made us want to put a gun <laughs> to our head and shoot ourselves. But, I mean, certainly we wouldn't do that. No. The park was quickly evacuated and closed for the rest of the night. The park say they... Uh, Most people were just cheering like, wow, this is the best haunted house I've ever <laughs> been to. I was thinking, I was like, did some employee just take this a little too far? You know? Well, there is some conflicting information because it says the, that while they, they will receive a voucher for the people who missed out on the opportunities, mm. this other report says, due to the Halloween fright theme of the park, many guests were not aware that the altercation was not part of the entertainment activities. This is the fucking best haunted house. <laughs> I'm telling you, it looks like all his head looks like it actually blew off. <laughs> Tell all my friends to come back here. Yeah. As such, the wounded man was left unattended and bleeding for several <laughs> hours. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Social media sites reveal several Field of Screams patrons posing for selfies with the man's body, <laughs> convinced it was part of a very realistic act. At the conclusion of the evening, Good God. employees of the park... Could you imagine him saying, no, seriously, take me to the hospital? <laughs> At the conclusion of the evening, employees of the park also did not recognize anything was amiss and left the corpse for the evening. Oh, for fuck's sake. No wonder he died. Authorities were finally alerted to the incident the following morning when employees were forced to shoo off a coterie of prairie dogs who were gorging <laughs> on his flesh. <laughs> Please tell me you made that up. No, it's right there in the story. It's in the it's print. on the website. No possible way I can make that up. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh. Possibly the Kansas story of the year. I just picture everything in Kansas. If anything dies, a whole bunch of prairie ducks coming out of nowhere and just, you know, just bones left. Like piranhas? Yeah. Yeah. Land piranhas. That's what they call prairie dogs. That's definitely a uh, candidate for uh, best Kansas story of the year. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Called that one. Should have been predictions. Yeah. 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 
That was it. That was a great one, guys. So those are the awards we have to give out this year. I think the main thing that uh, we have left in this uh, annual tradition of the Ms. Oscars is just to take a look back at all the glory that was this season. And uh, here's a little taste of what the Mazadcast brought in 2016. And now it's time to take a look back at the Mazadcast 2016. The same way we can lick a blister on a microphone, Brennan, mm-hmm. we can write a, we can write ourselves a goddamn blog. Yeah, goddamn it, fuck this name. <laughs> this was in the Zodcast, hot garbage. <laughs> what else am I doing here? I don't know. <laughs> I'm burning down the stadium. <laughs> Colin angry, Colin smash. We were at a social function, and I walked around, hey, you know, introduced myself. I'm Colin from the podcast, work with Brian. I said, Brian's a great guy. And she just looked made me like with dead eyes and goes, his mouth is my toilet. And they just walked away. Yeah, there's no, there's no DIY necessary I in the world of porno. No less than half, half dozen of sites where he could get as much of this as he wants. Just right, right off the top of your porn head. Hub, porn MD, mm-hmm. uh, Tube 8, uh, the list goes on and on. I mean, <laughs> does it? Xbot, the Hun. Okay. Um, okay. It, anyway, uh, I'm not, granted, I'm not the expert that you are, Colin, but I know that there are categories in Red this room. World. Yeah. The back page. <laughs> Nightshades.com. Well, I, I'm not even talking about sites now. You're just the hot room. Okay. <laughs> I'll cut your grass and get your hand job. Based on a uh, survey that Brennan put up on Twitter. If we gave the fans a chance to vote, would you like us to get into some in-depth analysis on this show, or would you like to listen to elephant diarrhea noises? And that's right. We did that, and a lot of people weighed in on which would be more lots of votes enjoyable to listen to uh, after this horrible, horrible game. And I think, Colin, to no one's surprise, the the winner of that contest came in as diarrhea noises. So, I mean, I guess that's it. we got to give the people... I mean, I, I'd rather... I'd really like to talk about this game. I can't believe I came over here to record a podcast where we're just going to play diarrhea noises. He drove a long way just but, for that. But the people said we got to do it. I mean, this is what they, they wanted. I mean, it. we do this to entertain folks. So uh, after, you know, a, a, lot, in a scientific survey, this is, this is what you all get. That's a solid one. Not really solid, but I was going to say, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I think we got another one coming. Listen, we've got a dog turd sandwich, and we're really hungry. we got to eat something. What are you guys talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not a douche at all. Tennessee, ranked ninth in the country at the moment, knocked off Appalachian State 20-13 to and had to come from behind and did it in overtime based off of a fumble as well. And they I, are a really good football team. I don't no, think they are, no, Paul. You Paul, keep they, saying no. that. Everybody's like, been saying that. You can't just blame Paul Feinbott for that. Get out there and vote, everybody. It's really important you fucking vote on Tuesday. <laughs> you know. Tell me more about Go Jizz, Colin. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about, yeah, drink it. keep drinking that stag. <laughs> All right. You don't mind me asking, Coach, how many of those does that make tonight? All right, I don't keep count. Yeah, that's probably wise. They're the stats keepers. Okay. The Ned Beatty's of the world, the Leonardo DiCaprio's of the world, are the only kind of people that understand the sort of hardcore, violent raping <laughs> that uh, Delaware State experienced today. I'm all for snake handling. I was born a snake handler, Brendan. I'll die a snake handler. <laughs> hey, you know what, Brian? Why don't you stop talking for a while? <laughs> so I guess the crux of it is is get ready to eat dog turds and chug douche. Didn't you know we almost beat Xavier? Yeah. Wow! Yeah, that probably means some, some tears in there. I think. Yeah, powerful, <laughs> powerful stuff. Ooh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. It it makes you realize how just how profound the show is mm-hmm. on a deeper level. I don't, I don't know what people would do without it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I listen to that and I think there is no other Missouri 
podcast that's going to bring you that kind of, no. that kind of depth. No, there is not, nor would they want to. <laughs> I think they would openly admit they, have, they think, would have no intention or no reason to want to do anything near like this at all for I any think reason. any one of those clips would be what they call in the industry a career killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. Yeah. So, guys, uh, any any closing thoughts for the year before we uh, wrap it up and look forward to the 2017 season? Boy, I can't think any. I mm. mean, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, I'm still just taken back by that whole little montage there. I'm put you on your heels. Sure. Yeah. Well, how, I just want. How many porn sites do you go to? On a- Don't get me started again. <laughs> I uh, I just want to thank everybody for listening to the show this year because it's been a rough season, uh, but you stuck with us, so we know you're true fans. We look forward to coming back with you 2017. We're going to make a bigger commitment, I think, to take more guest calls from our uh, listeners. Uh, we we kind of laid back on the callers this year, but we're going to pick that right back up where we left off, and hopefully we're going to have ourselves a winning season to, to cover because that does make it fun. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, make sure you're checking out Mazodcast.com because we will put our ramblings up there every so often. And between, they are ramblings. Between now and at least the uh, spring game, which I imagine we'll have a podcast after the spring game. To yeah, see a podcast if, you probably will not attend. Probably. Yeah. But we got to see you know, who wins, if Missouri can knock off Missouri in that game or not. Sure. Um, yeah, and if you've got a free moment between now and August when the season starts, give us a fucking iTunes review, as always. Yeah, so, yeah. All right, fellas. It's been, uh, it's been a hell of a men's Oscars, as always. I love it. Oh, here's one thing I forgot to mention. Okay. In addition to building the Paul Feinbaum, or rebuilding him, I should say, the cooling system after the Alabama loss is just shot. Oh, God, I was a little worried about that. Um, I am also building a rocket. Oh, yeah? Yes, two seats, one for DeMonte Cross, one for Kim Anderson. It is aimed directly at the sun. Mm. So we're hoping to get that up soon Mm -hmm. and uh, launch directly into the sun. Well, I hope it works better than the (laughs) Feinbaum. So do I. Probably won't. All right, fellas. As always, I want to. I want. I imagine. Sorry, I imagine Demonte Cross and Kim Anderson holding hands together like Thelma and Louise <laughs> as they hurtle towards the sun. Uh, it it makes me smile. Yeah. Them burning, you know, yeah, them dying. If we leave you with one thing for for twenty seventeen, it's just think about Demonte Cross and Kim Anderson holding hands, single tear down their eye as they hurtle towards the sun. Sure, I sure. think that'll that'll give you a warm and fuzzy when you go yeah, to bed. Absolutely. All right. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Go Tigers. You had sex with a woman? <laughs>